0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Beautiful You, I'm your host Avantika. As you all know, we are celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month for the month of May and you'll be getting a brand new episode each week, shedding light on different aspects of mental health. In today's episode, we are covering the role of caregivers and their mental health. So a caregiver is a person who gives care to people who need help taking care of themselves. It could be providing help and giving care to anyone who has a physical or a mental illness. The people, you know, they could include children, elderly, or patients with chronic illnesses. So, in the mental health space, we often have conversations with people living with mental illnesses. We acknowledge their struggles, their journey, but we often forget about the ones who have pinned their backbone. The ones who have to see their loved ones struggling so much. This is not to invalidate someone's struggle or journey or pain or to even compare. It's simply to acknowledge the struggle caregivers go through as well. It's hard when you're hurting, of course. And it's also hard when your loved one is hurting. A substantial amount of research shows that family members who provide care to individuals with chronic or disabling conditions are themselves at risk. Emotional, mental, and physical health problems arise from complex caregiving situations when compared with non-caregivers. They show higher levels of stress, depression, feelings of frustration, anger, irritability, and so on. They tend to indulge in lower levels of self-care as well and their own physical and mental health gets worse. So to discuss this further, we have a beautiful guest with us. She has been a caregiver for her sister for a very long time and her sister has been struggling with mental health from a very young age. So let's dive into the episode. So as we all know that we are celebrating Mental Health Month, today we have a beautiful guest with us. She's Piper. She has been a caregiver for her sister who struggled with mental health from a very young age. Piper is a psychology graduate and she's from Canada, currently living outside Bangkok, teaching English. Hi, Piper. Welcome on the podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm actually so excited. We have been talking about this for such a long time and I'm actually really happy that it's happening and it's happening in the month of May, you know.
1: I know it's my birthday month, uh, May 17th. Oh, that's so cool.
0: Do you have any plans? No. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Really? <laughs> Probably hang out with some friends. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So you're in Bangkok right now, right? How, um, yeah. How long have you been
1: there? I've been in um, outside of Bangkok for s- oh, six months. I've also been traveling around a little, um, just teaching English. And now I'm starting a new job. So I'm like, super excited about that.
0: Let's go. Making big steps. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so diving into the episode, could you tell us about your relationship with your sister? Oh,
1: well, when we were very young, we're going back all the way. She and I, we'd always butt heads and it became this like love-hate relationship. And I feel like a lot of sisters go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, You just know the love's always there, right? No matter what happens. (laughs) But uh, it wasn't till she was like 11, 12 when she started struggling with uh, mental health, which was crazy.
0: Um, So she's younger than, like how old is she? She's two years younger than me. I'm
1: 23 at the moment, so she's, she's turning 21 I don't know it's age is just a number (laughs)
0: Um, if you're comfortable of course um, what were uh, what was the diagnosis so the thing is yeah
1: she throughout the years um, she's she's struggled a lot Uh, I think when she was young I think she was when she was like 11, 12, she was diagnosed with um, OCD mm-hmm. um, and anxiety. I it just, I don't know, I, it, the timeline's very... Um, I, I, I don't know, because I was also so young mm-hmm. um, experiencing this with her, um, but she's been diagnosed with OCD, depression, anxiety, um and panic disorder and also attachment i I forget the technological term for that but she she had this um attachment issue with my mom Mm um and it i know as a psych major that like a lot of mental illnesses or mental disorders feed into each other you know there you if you have one there's a possibility you have another one, (laughs) another uh, diagnosis.
0: That's that's a young age, and well.
1: Yeah, and it was 10 years ago, like when it was barely even talked about, it was like before social media was anything at all. And it was so scary and confusing for my whole family. And my dad's like, Oh, she'll get over it, you know? But it it it's so much more than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no I can we get what? How was it like for you? Yeah growing up and you know, having your sister struggle so much with mental health.
1: Well, it was scary. It was uncertain. Um you don't know what mood she's gonna be in or if she's gonna have a good day or a bad day. And it's just, it's really scary um, having someone you love so much go through something and go through hardship. And it definitely makes an impact on the whole family, for sure. My my mom was her one of her biggest supports and just supporting my mom throughout the process was challenging.
0: You guys had to, like, grow
1: up at a very young age. Uh, my sister, I'd like to say, is a much more mature than I am. I feel like she's been through so much. She's she's like my older sister in a way, and she, she kind of puts me in my place. And I think it's just because she has so much wisdom um, going through her hardships and her mental health journey. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah in those like in those times um, you mentioned that she also had panic disorder right and when we were like talking once you had mentioned how difficult it was seeing her having panic attacks as well how would you like support your i i feel- go on go on <laughs> i feel
1: like generally i'm a quite uh, i'm generally i'm quite a sensitive person and so when someone goes through emotions i or goes through some sort of hardship, I can almost feel it. It's, I don't know if you heard of an empath. I feel like I have some traits of that. Um, I can just feel her emotions. Like I I can sense it off her. And so when a panic disorder will come up or like a panic attack, I mean, she, I could just sense it off her. And it's like this very, dark and complex thing that she's battling like in her mind and i can tell and she right before i left um to go work abroad uh she had a couple days where she just had intense panic Mm -hmm. and it was just it it made me feel sick to my stomach it really did like she was battling herself you know she was not able to do anything she was just trapped in her own mind and it's when someone's going through intense panic and uh like their heart is racing their their mind is never ending uh all these thoughts just it's like a wave and you can't control it almost when you're in it you know and I have experienced one panic attack in my life and it it was it really gave me an idea of what she was going through Mm -hmm. and it's really hard when someone's in the thick of it how to kind of get them away from it or try and like get their mind off it because it's so much in the forefront of their mind when you're in a panic attack you know like you feel like you're gonna die you know but you're not yeah and so how i helped her i i learned through like this started um very young like i remember when she was um like when we were very young kids she would come into my bed and she would be shaking like from like a panic or anxiety attack and she would be shaking and i i would just hold her and try and calm her down and now that we've grown up it's gotten a bit more complex like i kind of take her i try and take her mind away from it even for just a little bit and i would um, ask her just some really random questions I'm like what colors is the curtain what color is the floor why do you think the floor looks like that so she would take it would take away from her irrational mind and it will take her to her rational mind like it's almost like mindfulness like oh what color is that that um pot over there you know and i would also have her do sudoku or word searches or I will try and explain, I like something very thoroughly and make sure, like, like I don't know, just some very logical things, and I I feel like it helps a, a little. Of course, I mean, it, you can't really shake them out of it. You kind of have to let it run its course, right? And so we would I take her on walks. We'd go on walks. Um, just whatever she was comfortable with, you know, like you just have, she, she had to ride it out. And it, it really, in that moment when she was going through that time, it like it hurt, hurt my heart. Of course, it, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. I, I find that, you know, when you're in a panic attack, I mean, and... I don't know. It I I'm I'm not one that's too experienced with it but um from my outside perspective it's just getting in touch with facts with logic, you know? Get your mind doing like a puzzle or um really force yourself to use your brain like do math or something. As it's, it's I feel like um focusing on something that is really concrete and logical really gets your mind away from the rational crazy thoughts that um panic attacks can bring to you and the the feeling itself um i also i have another tip um my only ever panic attack i ever had i I, I don't know. It was it was just triggered by my own anxiety, I believe, and I, I could not breathe. I, I was going crazy. I, was, I felt like I was dying, and I ran myself a bath to calm me down, and I was so out of sorts that I didn't realize the water was um, warm, <laughs> so I jumped into the bath freezing cold water and it sh- it shook me out of it 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 yeah. went away eat just a little little while and it 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 almost yeah made it go away yeah. and I noticed just shocking your system with like cold definitely helps a hundred percent um, my sister would even just like put an ice pack on her head sometimes. And she talked to her support group about it too. And she was like, yeah, no, th- I, I vouched for this, this.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, just, uh, one of the ways to like calm a panic attack is like you said, to shock the system. So often, um, uh, psychologists, like a mental professional suggest uh, you carry, a you know, a sour food, like anything like a packet of sour sweets or anything like that, which is, um, you can if you're experiencing or if you think you're about to experience a panic attack just eat something that's, that's really sour or if you can have ice packed with you then keep that um, use that and stuff like that so yeah like shocking the system definitely helps with panic attacks
1: yeah just making yourself aware of your own physical body like it's like instant mindfulness you know And you just hop in a cold bath and you're just like oh yeah. and you're like oh I can I don't know it, it shocks the mind
0: yeah I had my own share of panic attacks um, growing up like yeah they were they were crazy and so scary I remember Um, I haven't had one in about one and a half year so thank god that's it very good (laughs) yeah that's good That yeah hopefully it doesn't happen again but oh my god it's so stressful like sometimes my panic attacks would leave would last up to like 40 minutes and there's like I wouldn't know what is happening and I would know how to get out of it but there's no way to get out of it you know, I need to like let the let just like time run through, and it feels like I'm dying, but I also know that I'm not dying because it's a panic attack. So it's just, yeah, letting yourself go through it. And I remember this one time, my mom watched me have a panic attack, and she was scared because she she knew I had panic attacks, but she she did she didn't know what panic attacks are. Like she just knew the name, but she didn't know what it is mm-hmm. or you know how it feels like. And she saw me have fun and she mm-hmm. panicked. <laughs> you know, she she was like She's yeah. scared because it's scary to look at like you're like hyperventilating and you're just anxious and you're like I was like bawling my eyes out and I couldn't even stop crying like I'm not trying to cry I'm just like breathless I'm trying to catch a breath but I can't you know so it's just a mess you know and like watching someone have it and also not knowing what to do or not knowing like how to stop it or just knowing that you can't do anything to like stop it and you just need to like let let time pass that's I can imagine scary Yeah, and well, especially
1: if you're not so used to seeing someone go through this, like, it's, it, you're just, you're just, you're just like, what, what do I do? Like, I don't know, like, I want to help them, but I, I can't, I don't want to make it worse. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, time has passed. I've built my own strategies to, that I know that work, that can help her, that can help my sister. Like, sometimes she would FaceTime me and, and she's like, Piper, I'm not doing good. I'm like, okay, run a cold bath. I need to see you jump in it right now. <laughs> do it right now. No thoughts. Just go. Just do it. You know, I, you can't say no. And she's like, no. I'm like, no, go. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And- I am curious. How do you support yourself in those times of distress? Like, I can imagine it's hard for you too, right? So how do you support yourself during those times?
1: I mean, knowing when to, like, when my sister would have day long, like, like she would have a, a couple days where she would just be in intense panic. Like, I, I don't know why, but that's how it works. Sometimes, it's just sometimes I have to know when it's okay to, like, you know, I've done as much as I can in the moment and now I need to remove myself and take care of myself, you know, and it, they may be still going through it, but you just kind of n- need to be self-aware and just be like, you know what, this, this is draining me and I need to step away and I'm going to go read a book or go do my own thing. Um, you know, it, it's really hard uh, to remove yourself at times because you, you don't want to feel like you're leaving them and just ditching them you know uh but i feel like they understand because um my sister she, she unders i feel like she understands like she does as uh, her mental health or when she goes through a hard time she understands how it does where where me and my family out she's self-aware about that and she, she can't, of course she can't help it, but she understands how, like, it's not easy. <laughs> and we do need to take care of ourselves in order to take care of her, right? And she, she does feel bad about it, but I'm like, no, like, you can like, you, we were dealt with a hand of cards and we have to do what we, we have to do what's best with it, like, um and just make your life as enjoyable as you can and kind of just go with it right so um i think that um yeah it's just knowing when to remove yourself because you can get uh quite exhausted mentally physically i i've seen my mom go through it like she has been my my sister's rock like she's been there even though when even though she like can't even mentally handle it anymore she's still there and I she's one of the biggest strongest most amazing woman amazing woman I ever known just you know watching her child I can't even imagine go through mental health Um, problems their whole life and you know I I can only imagine how scary that was for her even when it wasn't even talked about or um, studied as much back in the day you know it's just to watch your child go through something like that I I give her a lot of props I, I really do think she's a strong, amazing woman. I, I, I just as like, it's crazy. It's so crazy. It, it, it's interest. It's so crazy what the mind can do. You know, and how it just one mind can affect everyone
0: else's mind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it's it's yeah. a journey that everyone has of their own um when you're a caregiver or someone that you love suffer from any you know disorder even if it's like mental physical and it's just it takes a toll on everyone mm-hmm. i'm glad i'm really glad that she has um such a strong support system though that's so crucial in um you know dealing with any mental health issues yeah,
1: and, and a lot of people don't have that you know a lot of people they they do it on their own and I can't even imagine how that is, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so sad. happy to have the family that I have, and um, that we're just we're 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 there for each other, you know.
0: Yeah, that's lovely. So, mm-hmm. you had mentioned that you're an empath, right? And it often often distracts you from like focusing on yourself. Um, I want to dwell more into that. Okay. Well, I feel like
1: everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people, when they're young, they go through, like, a people pleasing phase, you know, you just kind of want to fit in, you want people to like you. And I feel like my empathy kind of like mixed up with that, you know. I I just, um, when people are happy, I'm happy. If I am agreeable and, and I am a yes girl, th- that makes people happy and that also makes me happy because I can feel their happy emotions, right? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, it kind of as time went on i realized this is not healthy this is not healthy i need to set boundaries Mm -hmm. i need to figure out who i am rather than you know just kind of doing what my friends are doing right and and i i don't know i feel like coming to bangkok and removing myself from my friends well I didn't really have many roots back at home when I left, but other than my family, but leaving my family and just taking care of myself and really focusing on myself has been really amazing because I find that in my family environment, I was very affected by my parents' emotions, my sister's emotions. And my a lot of my mind was drawn to their what they're doing and what they're going through. Um, and I feel like really removing myself, like flying across the world and uh, doing something I think I enjoy, I, it, it's really allowed me to explore myself and who I am as a person. And like, I feel so fulfilled being here and teaching uh, wonderful people wonderful young kids and um, I feel like when you're an empath when you're sensitive to emotions when you can feel people's happiness when you can feel people's sorrow you need to sometimes remove yourself you need to take care of yourself and you need to make sure that you are being fulfilled in life right and it's not just fulfilling yourself is not just fulfilling others it's doing things that make you happy that make you feel alive that drive you make you feel motivated expressing
0: yourself the way you want to express yourself i'm so glad you got into this self-exploration journey and just forming boundaries you know because being an empath could be, like, really draining at times. So I'm glad yeah. you found this around Um, And I'm very, I'm very much a
1: social person, and I'm learning now that, like, I'm not an extrovert. I'm also an introvert. I need to recharge. I need to be in my own space with no sounds, no nothing, just me. And I enjoy my own company and recharge, right? right. Um, it's It's been, time alone is underrated, I believe, honestly.
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm planning, a, I'm actually planning a trip up north in Northern India um, alone. So it's like solo traveling and I'm really excited. Yeah. And I need yeah. to get, you know, be by myself for a bit.
1: Yes, like I love solo traveling so much. You, everyone's, everyone who's traveling is very like laid back and you can be whoever you want to be. You can, no one really cares. You just do you and you'll probably meet a person, hang out with them and then never see them again. You know, it's, it's it's a (laughs) wonderful, wonderful thing to do.
0: For someone who has a friend or an acquaintance who is struggling with mental health, how how would you say that they can support their friend?
1: I feel like number one is listening, Mm -hmm. making sure they are heard, really making an effort to understand what they're going through. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And because they your friend will know will, will see that and appreciate that when when they're being listened and heard and given patience i i think that is huge um and like it may not make a lot of sense to you but um if you want to be a good support for your friend and stay there with them it requires a lot of patience and listening, because I feel like people who struggle with mental health they just want to be heard. They want to try and help other people understand what they're going through and how um, intense it is for them, you know. Yeah. And, and it's not it's not easy, right? It's not. And yeah.
0: Um, Okay, so as a caregiver to your sibling, what's your best advice for someone, you know, um, who has a sibling who's going through mental health um, issues too?
1: Yeah, I think that just, of course, listening, giving patience, Mm -hmm. trying to put yourself in their shoes and what very... could potentially be experiencing like trying your best to um, just understand and really be there for them Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and uh, it's really hard and confusing sometimes you don't really know what to do but I feel like when someone's going through a hard time they want to be heard they want to be understood Mm -hmm. um even like the thing is with mental health they may not even understand it themselves so really opening up your mind and listening to them and um I I feel like is a must for sure um yeah and when it comes to things like depression, it's I like it's it's so difficult, of course, and sometimes you kind of have to push your your loved one to do something that they may not want to do, you know, within reason, of course. Like if my um, I remember when my sister's going through her panic attacks, my mom's like, okay, we're going for a walk now. And she's like, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to leave. Like, but my, my, my mom's like, no, nope, it's time. We're going for a walk now. And um, I feel like in the end it did help her, right? Yeah. Um, so sometimes you kind of have to challenge your um so your 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 loved one your sibling to do something they may not want to do or be comfortable with but if you think it would be better for them if it make it a bit better and it's something they may need it's something that they're lacking you know do your best to make them do it right
0: yeah seeing that just asking them how can i be there for you or how how can i support you just asking them how they want to be supported ahead yeah because because
1: yeah no sometimes yeah my sister would be like yeah no i don't want to talk to anyone right now like can you leave me alone i'm like okay um and then sometimes she's like can i hold your hand can i um can i like hang out with you or can i um you know lay on a bed with you and relax or so i I, it's like it's it's this interesting balance just like being very mindful of what they what they want but also knowing when it's right to kind of push them outside of their comfort zone right because i feel like when we're pushed outside of our comfort zone a little we definitely learn something and we grow right yeah
0: for sure mm-hmm what's something you wish everyone knew about the role of caregivers
1: about the role of caregivers I mean I I feel like that um caregivers aren't really recognized enough you know um it's it's hard it's exhausting it's relentless sometimes and you know we're really a part of our lives is invested in supporting someone else mm-hmm. and that's a lot of energy and time that we have to balance with our everyday lives uh, everyday lives right and everyone goes through their own struggle um you know no one's struggle is worse than another right like everyone has their own personal struggle and um of course someone going through mental issues and problems like that's their struggle but also there's the struggle of um the people around them right and it it affects um the the other like it affects the people around them so much more than people really know you know and it's not acknowledged enough um
0: that's true yeah
1: and, and I feel like you know someone who's going through mental um issues or mental problems um of course if they need go see a therapist but also people who are really affected by their loved one going through something, they should also be open to going to see a therapist because it's, it's, not, it's not easy. And um, putting things into words and learning how to deal with hardship um, of your loved one I feel like would be very beneficial talking to someone who could help you str- strategize and make a healthy balance in your life help you make a healthy balance in supporting someone and um, taking care of yourself right mm-hmm.
0: that's actually mm-hmm. nice. um so we are coming towards and end of an episode, but before that, is there anything that I missed out on that you would like to talk about or expand on? M- mental illness, mental disorders,
1: I feel like we're still at the very beginning of research. Like, it's such a huge thing and it, it's still not acknowledged enough. Mm-hmm. And just know you're not alone, everyone, like even even just someone who doesn't struggle with mental health problems like everyone is is you know living life and there's hard times there's always going to be hard times yeah. and it's just really how you react to it how you handle it that will set the note for like the next day or the next chapter in your life right I believe that when you go through like a depressive episode or if you have like a really bad couple months or a year, that it's meant to happen for you to evolve in some way. And it kind of redirects you in making a life that you would love to live eventually, right? Mm -hmm. I think it with struggle comes, um, comes growth and reward, right? Yeah. And I, like, before I, um, moved out to Bangkok, um, I was really affected by, um, my own depressive episodes that I've never experienced before. And it really, um, It really got to a bad point where, like, I wasn't um, taking care of myself. I wasn't, like, even just basic hygiene. Mm. And I, as much as, as, as intense as that time was in my life, and horrible and saddening, I feel like it helped led me to the point I am now. Mm -hmm. I was was able to bounce back um, and really just figure out what I want and what I need out of life so I can feel fulfilled, right? Mm -hmm. Because you get, when you're in that depressive state, it feels like just this, you know, never ending dark hole, right? And you don't think you're ever going to get out of it um, in, when you're in that moment. But just one day at a time and everything will work out in some way, for sure. Yeah. Things will be better. Things will get better w- one day at a time.
0: Well, having hope goes a long way.
1: Hope no it's it's perseverance that's true yeah mm-hmm. i can't imagine <laughs> like i bet the girl who's sad crying every day in her room like she that girl that version of me could not even imagine to be in the place i am now like life is crazy
0: <laughs> so proud of you. thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your journey and your sister's journey with us you know, yes takes,
1: of course yeah, i it, hope that people can get um can relate in some way or
0: um can gain from what i shared today it takes it takes a lot of courage to talk about it so thank you from the bottom of my heart yeah. you, know, you were willing to talk about it it means a lot yeah i
1: feel like communication and just openness is goes a long way and it's something we need everyone needs to normalize yeah, so we can help each other
0: yeah to help feel people to help people feel less alone you know even if it reaches out to just one person who is like oh i can react to it i feel less alone that i'm not the only one going through it so it goes a long way mm-hmm. thank you so much for being such a great host Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so kind. Um, Where can people reach out to you? Um, If
1: someone wants to hit me up and chat about whatever. (laughs) um, My Instagram is piper.a. So P-I-P-E-R period A. Let's chat. Let's have some fun.
0: (laughs) Okay um thank you so much everyone for sticking to the end and listening to the episode um we hope it was fruitful and we hope it was insightful because you know like we had discussed before it's in the mental health space um we talk about people going through the mental health problems but it's the caregiver's role is often not so talked about so yeah we we hope to shed some light towards the caregiver's role in this episode so thank you so much for sticking in uh, for tuning in and I'll be linking uh, Piper's Instagram in the description below my email and uh, Instagram will be linked in the below so feel free to reach out and thank you Piper again for being here you are amazing
1: yes thank you you're amazing (laughs) so
0: yeah um signing off I'll see you guys in the next episode I love you bye